Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the world. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. Welcome back, my friend. In today's episode, I'm going to share with you another coaching conversation, but this one's going to be different than previous coaching conversations that I've shared in previous episodes. And the reason why is because this one deals a little bit more with the technical consulting kind of conversation. Many of you know I made a transition away from being known as the podcast answer man, helping you overcome whatever's holding you back from getting that podcast launched in the world. Now, I spent more than a decade training more than 40,000 people around the world how to launch a podcast, and during that 10 to 12-year period of time, I've answered tens of thousands of technical questions on how do I overcome this obstacle? How do I overcome this hurdle? How do I solve this problem? Cliff, can you tell me what cable I need over here? And that kind of work was very fulfilling until I realized that much of it was a distraction from what I felt most called to do in the world, which is actually help people overcome anything that's standing in the way from actually let's just say, getting the train out of the station when it comes to their dream of what they want to create and put into the world. Now, I pulled out getting the train out of the station because of the conversation I'm about ready to share with you, and that'll make a lot of sense in just a moment. Recently, Ryan Hamilton and I got connected, and I offered him a complimentary 90-minute one-on-one coaching experience with no strings attached, With no expectation, no obligation, you'll ever become a paid client. He agreed to that invitation, and he told me he filled out a pre-coaching questionnaire, and he laid out what he's been working on, what his life was a couple years back, how he got into the business that he owns today, and how that succeeded far beyond what his wildest imagination was, and for the last seven years... He's had a dream of writing a book, creating a podcast, and putting a message out into the world that will help other people who want to create a product, to do product development, to take their idea from their mind in the sketch pad and bring that dream into reality. I certainly resonate with that. My whole thing, what I do today is help people take their dreams and turn it into reality. And I recognize that most of the time, it's mindset that keeps people from reaching those dreams. And that's why most of the conversations that I've shared that I've been given permission to share publicly, I've shared with you where we go into the mindset side of things. But I wanted to let you know that I also still very much bring all of my skills, talents, skills, abilities, and all of my experience in podcast technology, 
online business strategies, marketing, sales, all of that other stuff. I'm always willing to bring those things to the table in each and every conversation I have with a potential client or a current client of mine. So today's conversation with Ryan is a little bit more on the technical consulting side and helping him find concrete steps that he can take to take this seven-year-old dream and turn it into reality in seven days. That is what you are going to hear in this conversation. Stick around to the end of the conversation because I've got an exciting update to share with you what happened after my conversation with Ryan that you're about ready to hear right now. What could you and I talk about right now during these 90 minutes together that would make this a powerful conversation for you? Yeah, I think ideas for getting the train out of the station, so to speak. I mean, really, as I've said, probably a few different ways in my communication, I've got these things that need to come out. I've been a content intake machine for a lot of years and feel like I have a lot that I want to give back. I've had a few occasions to help people who are on the same journey that I've been on, but 10 or 20 years behind maybe. And it's been really powerful and fun to help them. And so I feel like if I can figure out some concrete steps to move forward, to stop making excuses, to stop being a perfectionist and uh, just start start creating. And I think as I mentioned, it's it's now that things are going relatively well for me, uh, it's easier to get complacent and I don't want to feel that complacency. I want to feel that urgency to share and to give back. If we end our conversation in 90 minutes from now and you have ideas for getting the train out of the station, turning you to content output, giving you concrete steps forward and helping you get beyond the perfectionist trap that keeps you block and just start creating, that would be a success for you today. For sure, yes. Excellent. Now, I saw, let me see if I can find up here in your questionnaire, content creation. One thing you have is you would want to finish that book that you've been working on for seven plus years. So is that a part of the content creation? Yeah, I think I think that book can be used in multiple ways. I think if I can get that wrapped up or even better yet, start using pieces of it that I've worked on as blogs, as podcasts. You know, it's the book is really about it sort of breaks the product development process down into steps that people can take from getting from a sketch to creating a product. It walks through packaging and pricing and naming and all these different things for for physical products. In each of the chapters, it basically, I, I can share an experience from my history in each of those areas. And so sharing my wins and my, my losses. And so I, I can see repurposing that content in lots of ways. Like I say, doing a podcast about different topics, doing blog posts about them. But I think the book as a whole, in addition to just giving me some clout, um, if I could get it up and, and self-published, it would um, provide me a lot of content for other areas as well. Have you ever published blog content prior to this? Uh, no. Okay, no worries. Have you ever published any podcast content prior to this? No, back in some of my, like I talked about my days of desperation, I did record some, but never, <laughs> never published them. 
Do you have a mailing list right now? Uh, no. Do you have any following of individuals, even if it's two or three people, who see you as somebody to go to for insights as it relates to developing a physical product? For sure. I've got a pretty broad LinkedIn network. I've got a lot of experience in my industry. I'm on one of the bigger board entities in my industry for the specialty toy retail industry in particular. I have had, I mean, just in the past six months, I've had two different friends refer people to me who need help with product development. Um, What would you say those people who are reaching out to you who need product development and they're in are they in the early stages are they in the middle stages where are they at in that process uh both one is a sort of a mom with a great idea who's making things in her basement and selling them at you know local farmers markets one is a woman who is she's got things in production and has a, a nice product but is kind of stuck with what to do with it next so i helped her with thinking through trade shows and thinking through where to sell her product at retail. So it's been a few different stages. I've also helped people bring products. I've got a couple of things back here on my shelf that I helped people bring from, from Sketchpad to life years ago, uh, again, just as an unpaid helper. So, so you basically can help people from Sketchpad to life. Correct. Is that the first time and you've I used that language or have you heard that from somewhere else? No, it's just something I've used myself. It's really about that taking that moment of inspiration and bringing it all the way to a store shelf or to a, to online. I mean, I think, I think we're, we are in an era and we're heading into even more of an era where everyone can create, whether it's, you know, 3d printers getting more and more advanced, the world getting smaller and smaller. If you have an idea, you can figure out a way to make it in in a way that we couldn't do 15, 20 years ago, not to mention shark tank and the advent of all this kind of things. I just think, even people that are involved in finance or any other kind of industry that everybody's got an idea for something they think, ah, oh, if, if I could just get that to market or, or I had this idea and then I saw somebody else make it or whatever. I think people from all walks of life have these ideas that they would love to, to try to bring to market. Have you ever thought about a title for your podcast? If you were to create one? Yeah. The URL I own and the, the website that I've kind of been working on is called make real stuff. So if you would name your podcast, it would be titled Make Real Stuff with Ryan Hamilton? Yeah. All right. What do you think about a tagline such as product development from Sketchpad to life or some variation? Yeah, I think um, or from Sketchpad to sales or Sketchpad to sold or, you know, something. I used to say Sketchpad to store shelf, but in the era we're living in now, the store shelf isn't even that necessary, right? You could just sell it directly, so... So there needs to be some sort of, so it's, it's from Sketchpad to fill in the blank and coming right. up with a creative thing for that. So here is one concrete step that could be taken. Create name and tagline for podcast. Yeah. That's number one. The only thing that's missing from you actually completing this concrete step is one fill in the blank. If you found the right word to fill in that blank, could you be satisfied with that as the title of your podcast and the name of your podcast? Yes. Excellent. And I I will say like in different, I've been in a few mastermind groups, as I mentioned, and I've had this name and this logo that somebody made for me for years. And every time I've kind of come back to it and then I've said to my kind of peer group, Hey, I don't know. Is it the right name? Uh, They said, no, it's a great name. 
go. <laughs> you know, And so I think back to my perfectionist leanings, I'll second guess that. But I think at the end of the day, the, the perfect is the enemy of the good. And I, I'm a big believer in that if I'm not embarrassed by what I start making tomorrow in five years, then I started too late, right? So, yeah. so let me do something here for you. And let me see if the best way to do this. So I'm going to open up a finder window. Okay, I, I, you should be able to see my finder window, yes? Yeah. All right, so then what I want to do is I want to go to podcast images. And of course, you've probably seen the Cliff Ravenscraft show. You've probably seen that logo before. Right. All right. right. And as far as I'm concerned, I mean, it's still what I use today. So I'm I'm pretty okay with it. Right. Then what I want to do is this show before it was the Cliff Ravenscraft show. Are you familiar with the fact that it used to be called the podcast answer man podcast? Yes. All right. And so if I go there, you've probably seen that before. Right. Right. Okay. good. And that doesn't look too bad. It still looks professional enough. It, it, it's matter of fact, I, I have an all new version of podcast answer man that, that I still use that. But now what I want to do, let me show you the very first ever podcast Answer Man logo. <laughs> that was it. Wow. I, yeah. took, I took an image of a microphone that I use for my podcasting. I put the ugliest font and a URL, <laughs> generally speaking, podcast.com. And, wow. and then I upgraded to this. <laughs> And do you know what? None of that stopped me from being one of the top world-leading voices and authorities on podcast coaching and consulting, generating millions of dollars in revenue, and teaching more than 40,000 people on the planet how to launch a podcast. Right. So absolutely, it doesn't, matter of fact, it doesn't matter what the name of your podcast is. It, it, all, all of this right. stuff can be changed. I did a podcast that started... In 2006, it was kind of like an audio journal, and it started out called My Crazy Life because I just wanted a podcast where I could talk about anything that wouldn't be of interest to anyone other than people who right. wanted to know more about me than probably healthy to want to know. But anyway, <laughs> I created it was called My Crazy Life, but it never had more than 200 subscribers, 200 to 300 subscribers. And after 485 episodes, I realized, man, there's a lot of valuable content in here, and only a few hundred people care about it enough to check it out. But then I thought, right. it's like, how many people are are out there and when they see a name of a podcast, some random person's their crazy life, does that sound appealing? No. So I actually changed it to pursuing a balanced life, something that I knew mm. was, that it's all about what I'm talking about. Every episode that I've done, 485 episodes up to this point, it's all been about this. That's more appealing than my crazy life immediately over a thousand people started listening to every single episode. And then eventually I turned that show into the Cliff Ravenscraft show. But then I shut that show down and rebranded Podcast Answer Man where I had many tens of thousands and, and turned that into the Cliff Ravenscraft show. All of that to say that you could play around and mess with things and rechange things as much as you want. Right. All right. Yeah. So the next thing, well, and, and yeah, go ahead. And I, I have I have my own my own version of that. Hang on one second. This is my I'm an old school guy. This is my binder of business cards of everyone I've met in, in business. My first business card I made myself on my whatever computer I had at the time and used like word art and whatever and so bad and you know, <laughs> just so so cringy today, right? But 
you know, now I've got a professional, you know, creative director that designs my business cards. So yeah, it's a good reminder to myself of what you just said that it doesn't, it doesn't matter. What matters is starting. Right. So, so the next is RGB. So I'm going to, I'm going to send you an email with these concrete steps to take. So the next thing to do is to create a 3000 by 3000 pixel RGB podcast artwork. And it doesn't matter if it's cringy at this point, your artwork can be changed out as often as you desire to change your artwork, but you need some artwork. The next one is create a one paragraph podcast description. All right. And are you, do you use um, any of the AI tools at this point? Yeah. Okay. So you can go in and say, Hey, I'm creating a podcast. The title of the podcast is this. The tagline is this. The target audience is this. And the content I envision creating is this. Write a one paragraph description that will appeal to that target audience that when they read that description, they will want to click play to listen to an episode and then have them write that. And then boom, you've got your one paragraph description. Next, you said you've got all of this amazing book content. It could be used for blog content or podcast content. What's just one topic out of all of the content that you've already got prepared? What do you think would be just a great piece of content to start things off with? What topic? It doesn't have to be the right topic, just a topic. Yeah, I think uh, understanding pricing, understanding the how to get from the cost of what it costs to make your product, what a store expects to purchase that product for, what your consumer is going to be willing to pay for that product. So just kind of pricing from soup to nuts. So record first episode and it's going to be titled introduction and pricing your product. How's that sound? Yeah. Okay. So you already have the topic and the title for the episode. You can play with that as much as you want, but it's good enough. And by the way, you can change the titles of episodes as often as you desire. It's not something that's, but what you say in your podcast episode well, that can be changed sure. as well. It, it, it you know, you you do you do have that. You can delete and re-record episodes as much as you want. You can backdate content. Trust me, I've done all of these things so far. You've got some real concrete next steps. The first one, creating the name and tagline, f- coming up with that fill in the blank. That's going to take you no more than five minutes. The yeah. creating an artwork. Do you have people who can create that artwork for you already? Yes. Okay. That could t- it should take no longer than seven to ten days maximum, and it probably can happen much faster. In Canva, it could happen within twenty five minutes. The next is the one paragraph description that should take you no longer than thirty minutes maximum. And then recording your first episode. Let's break this down into concrete steps for moving forward. So, uh, recording that first episode. Have you ever record? You said you recorded some content in the past. How? What equipment did you use to record that content? I have a blue Yeti mic around here somewhere that I used. I mean, it's quite old at this point, but, and yeah, just uh, Audacity, I think. And, but I, I think that was before I switched to Mac. You know, I'm a, I'm a Mac guy now, so I guess I could use GarageBand or whatever, but that's, that's what I use. I guess I, I wondered too, if it's best to try to, maybe not from the outset, but eventually should I be recording video and audio at the same time so I can easily repurpose the content. I mean, I've got a pretty fun workshop back here behind me that's full of all kinds of 3D printers and tools and product ideas. And so I've got kind of a cool environment that could could look good for it, I think. But yeah, maybe that's too much to bite off for early days, but eventually. 
when you think about recording, setting up your Yeti microphone and recording into GarageBand, for example, and sitting in front of an outline of what you might say in that episode, on a scale of one to 10, how doable does that sound, let's just say, within the next seven days? I'd say a nine. Okay. What would, what would bridge the gap between a nine and a 10? Uh, putting it on my calendar. <laughs> would you be if willing? If it's on my calendar, so, it'll happen. So let me ask you this. What's the potential that if I were to urge you to, to and, and by the way, I'm not yet urging you to, but if I were to urge you to make this a reality so that your future self will thank you that you started today, you know, the best time to plant this tree was seven years ago. The second best time is today. And your future self would thank my you. Kid. What's that? Sorry, I was going to say, my, kid, my kids get very tired of that phrase. I use that with them all the time. So, <laughs> so, um, so if I were to urge you to put that on there, on a scale of one to 10, how likely would you put it on your calendar and then go and create that audio episode within seven days? Yeah, a 10. Okay, great. Now, here's the next question. Within seven days, like this, by the end of the day next Friday, on a scale of one to 10, how likely would you be to get your background set up the way that you want, to get your lighting set up the way that you want, to get your camera set up, and to record both audio and video and have both audio and video ready to publish within seven days on a scale of one to 10, where are you? Mm, five. So the answer to the question is start with audio only. Right. right. Yeah. Absolutely, hands down. Start with audio only. It, it, there is yeah. absolutely no reason whatsoever to start with video. Yeah. Does that give you the clarity you need on that? Yes. Thank you. What day are you going to put on your calendar to record that first episode and also do any editing and export it as an MP3 file? On what day will that actually happen? Looking at the calendar, Monday. And that's Monday, October what? 16th. There we go. What do you think about having your first podcast episode submitted and available for people to find or to listen online via a podcast feed by the end of next week, Friday, October 20th? I think that's very doable. All right. So Friday, October 20th equals deadline to submit podcast to podcast directories. It sounds to me like you could figure out on, when you're working on this on Monday, you can figure out getting the mic hooked up, recording into GarageBand, figure out all the things. I mean, there's lots of tutorials on YouTube that tell you how to export it as an MP3 file, all that stuff. So by the end of the day, Monday, you've got it recorded, you've got a friend who can do the artwork, you've got your description, so you have basically everything that we need that you will need to submit this thing by next Friday, right? Now, from there, yes. do you have an idea of a podcast hosting service that you would choose to use? Have you done any research into that? Not in a long time. I'm sure I've got some uh, old Evernotes from uh, John Lee Dumas or Pat Flynn or somebody <laughs> that I could dig up, but I haven't looked at it recently. You say you have a URL that you're playing with. What platform are you building your website on? Squarespace. Squarespace. Yeah. yeah. So let me just do a search here. 
It's been a long time since I was the podcast answer man. I haven't done technical stuff. I haven't talked this kind of stuff since November 2017. Anyway, um, podcast hosting on Squarespace. Podcasting with Squarespace overview. You can use Squarespace to create and manage podcasts. Your built-in RSS will allow you to publish to these. What is podcasting? Okay, set up a blog, add a blog post, submit your RSS seed continue posting new episodes podcast limitations if your site is in trial you're not in trial are you i am but i won't be by then okay there you go so upgrade to a paid service a podcast can't be submitted unless it's private okay so let's look at uh paid service so if i go over here or i should say i'm actually paying for it but i haven't published it i think is my is more accurate okay very good so this will tell you how you can do that. It even gets in here to how to submit to your thing. So setting up all yeah. of these things. The only thing is, is that I might potentially try to convince you not to do that. I foresee a time where you will no longer be running your online business thought leadership for all of this branding on a Squarespace account. Right. I, I saw in there that your future includes courses and stuff like that. Chances are Squarespace is going to be a stopgap for future technology. Yeah. Because of that, I'm going to recommend that you choose a third-party podcast solution outside of Squarespace. Now, yeah. there's a bunch of them that people are using that are super easy. You can move your podcast from one hosting platform to another. But two right. that come to my mind that are the easiest, one is called Simplecast. So simplecast.com. And let's take a look at their pricing. So basic $15 a month, everything necessary to launch a podcast. Two team members, you don't need that. Unlimited storage and upload is good. Distribution everywhere your audience listens. Basic analytics. Yeah, so $15 a month. Matter of fact, this is the what I would recommend, this $15 okay. a month plan. You can go anywhere, but I'm going to put I recommend Simplecast $15 per month plan to get your podcast launched. All right, so I'm going to put that there. And then there's something else I want to share, and that is, are you seeing my bookmarks bar as well? Yeah, uh-huh. Podcast link. Oh, goodness. It has been way too long since <laughs> I did it. Here they are. So here are the places where you need to submit. You need to yeah. right-click. Um, actually, I'm going to, I think I should be able to take this. So these three, does Spotify still work? Uh, nope, I was thinking that might change. So here's what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to put knit your podcast to Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Those are the two main ones. Yeah. And then Google Podcasts, Amazon Music slash Audible Podcasts. There are some other ones that you can put them into, and and I would actually go ahead and and have you do them. And that is iHeartRadio. Yep, submit your podcast is there. And then tune in as a form, I think. Yep. All right. If you do this, you're going to be in pretty much every place people are going to listen to a podcast. And Apple gets you into pretty much most directories. So anytime between Monday and Friday, you're going to take all that stuff and you're going to submit it. Now, chances are Simplecast is going to give you an RSS feed. Are you familiar with what an RSS feed is? Yes. Okay. So, and, and there, there chances are they're going to have the ability 
in in their interface i'm not sure but they it's like hey great job you just published your first episode let us get you published in the directories and there's going to be and chances are they'll have a button to submit you onto apple a button to submit you onto this a button to submit you and some of these are going to be there I'm going to give you an email with a list of places to submit your podcast to. If their interface does not give you, for example, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, whatever, you're going to get your RSS link and you're going to click through and submit it manually to all those other places. Right. But right. by next right. Friday, you're going to have submit. You're going to the only place you have to pay for is Simplecast. Listing in all these directories is absolutely free. Right. So by next Friday. You are published, you are a podcaster, and you've put out your first piece of thought leadership content for this audience to do. And then one of the things that I would recommend that you do is next you are going to post a link to your first episode on LinkedIn. How's that sound? Sounds frightening, but good. And then, of course, and then also share it with me. And uh, so share, I'm going to put share with Cliff. And you're off to the races. You now have a podcast. Now, what I would also, uh, now, do you want to blog and podcast or is podcast enough for you right now? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I I think I would like to do both. I mean, again, I think I've got enough of this content that's already in Scrivener that I could start to do some copy paste, a little bit of cleanup and get it up as a, as a blog post as well. Excellent. Can you also publish that the same day that you submit your podcast episode? Yeah. I think if I, you know, let's say, let's say I choose pricing, I can just go grab that chapter that I've already written most of. I haven't looked at in a while, but wouldn't take too long to dust it off and put it up as a blog post. And it would have, you know, I could have some resources there that maybe weren't in the podcast or, you know, vice versa. Yeah. And matter of fact, make sure that you mention the link. So kind of what I what you would want to do is go ahead and publish a, an unfinished version of that. So you have the URL of right. that blog post and right. say, hey, in the show notes of this episode, I'm going to put a link to the blog post that's pretty much in essence a chapter of the book that I'm writing on this and there's other resources that are not mentioned here in the podcast episode. Make sure that you click through, again, link to the blog post is in the show notes. Then when you're publishing that podcast episode on Simplecast, in the show notes, you're going to link to that. Now, the blog right. post should also embed audio player. So Simplecast is going to give you some HTML code that you can embed within your blog post and now you have both your blog and everything. The right. only other thing that I would recommend that, you know, if, if there's one thing that I and literally every other online business owner today regrets is not starting a mailing list from day one. Yeah. So have you ever had a mailing list before, a, a paid mailing list service provider? Certainly have one for our business, both on the B2B side and the B2C side. So we use Klaviyo on a daily basis for that, but um, not not personally, no. Okay. How much is a service like that? Are you familiar? Uh, you know, we've got 15,000 plus subscribers, so it's it's it can be a little expensive, but um, I, I think if I were just starting out as me, I don't think it would be terribly expensive, but I'm not sure off the top of my head. Does that service allow you to tag individuals so that when somebody clicks on this, they can get a tag so that then... Yeah. 
You can send emails to segments of your audience where only these people who have these tags get a message. Yes, and it's you know you can create pop-ups for the website and all that sort of thing. So excellent. And does it have the ability to do? I, it has to, but I'm going to ask anyway. Does it have the ability to do auto responders so that you could create an email newsletter? It's like based upon the time that they sign up for the list, it'll automatically deliver content that you've written maybe even months ago, but that, yeah. you know they're getting it as they sign up right. once that it's yeah. tripped once a yeah okay so yeah i mean it's it's really built for shopify so i'm not sure if that's the right solution i mean i know i've heard I, you know all the people that i listen to that are in your world i've heard refer to other solutions for that so if there's a better solution I, i'm i'm sure the general framework is fairly similar but it's not so much a better solution as long as the service that you're using you know how to use it and you currently have one that you know how to use and if it does all of those basic things, then there's no reason to change. You can, just like anything else, you can take your list with you and, and move it to someone else. Yeah. So um, MailChimp is usually where a lot of people start if they're just playing around and it's the cheapest to get started with and you can export out of that and move somewhere else. Uh, you've probably heard of ConvertKit. I'm currently using ConvertKit myself. There's ActiveCampaign, there's AWeber, there's Drip. There's lots of other services. My friend Ray Edwards just dropped Drip and moved because he and I both use Kajabi for our main platform for everything. Kajabi's yeah. email functionality has has really upped its game, and as a result of that, he's moved all of his emails over to Kajabi now. So, anyway, all of that to say, there is no right or wrong solution. But I would encourage you. This is not essential, but it's just an encouragement to you. And it's one that if we were to ever work together in, in any future capacity, whether you were in a mastermind group or one-on-one -on -one coaching or anything like that, again, no expectation. It would be something that what I would love to follow up with you is like, did you launch this podcast and blog post by Friday the 20th? That That is like, do this. I'm going to highly encourage you also, at least by the end of October, and also potentially by the end of October 20th to just go in and set up your own personal mailing list for this and put an opt-in form. By the way, yeah. you don't have to have one of those great email opt-in, super incentives, get my free ebook or my top 10 right. templates and checklist. My first email opt-in was, please, if you would like to be notified of new products or services or discounts on existing products or services, <laughs> basically, if you'd like me to email you when I've got something to sell you, Put your name and email address below. I right. did that from October 2010 to, or to December 2010. 200 people signed up. My first email, I made $16,000. So get an email list set up and, and do that. But it's not as critical as the other thing. So email list and opt in. All right. So now let me go back and say, you know, what did you want to get out of today? First and foremost, you said ideas for getting the train out of the station, going with a, an audio podcast versus doing both audio podcast and producing video at the same time. We've gotten you some ideas that if you focus on audio, you're a 10 out of 10, you can do this. If we add video to the mix, we're going to keep the train in the station. So now we've yeah. got some ideas for getting out of the station. Now, not only do we have the idea of getting out of the station with a blog and a podcast, we also have concrete steps forward that are going to get over all of this perfectionist stuff because, you're, by the way, nothing you're going to produce 
by Friday, October 20th is going to be perfect. You realize this, right? Yes. Yes. It's going to be pretty good. But in 10 years from now or even five years from now, you will be absolutely embarrassed by this podcast episode. It's not a big deal. We all are. All right. So what do you think about, you know, and by the way, this process is going to help you complete that book because eventually you're going to run out of stuff that's already written to create content from. All right. But now you have the exact steps and even details on how to navigate each of these steps. Do you have any questions for me from this point? No, I think that all sounds really clear. I mean, I think, of course, I've always had these sort of doubts about, well, there's so many podcasts now, et cetera, et cetera, which I, I know is just a red herring. Like, you know, they're all I, I need to find my audience and speak to them. Right. I don't think there's anybody else doing something like this. There's nobody else doing it. Yeah. There are the, the, there the, are zero podcasts in existence with your perspective of the right. world. Right. Zero competition. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the the fun the fun angle for me is this idea that I will once I start and I don't want to let this keep me from starting, but I have a couple of these, I think I mentioned product ideas that are outside of my current industry, maybe tangential too, but that I could develop in real time with an open notebook and everyone can see what I'm doing. And I'd actually use the audience once I have one to help me vet some ideas and vet names and whatever. And like, hey, here's the cost of this material and here's the cost of this packaging and here's what we're going to do and develop things in real time in front of people, which I think would be really really interesting i hope the key phrase that stood out to me there is once i have an audience you realize that in 14 days from now you will have an audience yeah even if it's an audience of one and you'll have an audience of more than one you you will have me for sure <laughs> but you're also going to put matter of fact i'm going to revise this one step so post the link to your first episode and, and actually, what you're going to do is you're going to post a link to your blog post that has the audio embedded on LinkedIn. Right. Okay. Right. But I'm going to add, I'm, you are going to send DM LinkedIn's and emails to your top 20 network connections. How's that sound? That'll be great. And say, hey, no pressure. I, I just want to let you know, this has been something that has been a dream of mine for seven years. I've been working on this book, this process. Uh, you know, I want to become a thought leader in the space of helping people de- develop products, avoid some of the mistakes I've made over the years. I, you know, I don't have any expectation. I just want to let you know that I launched a podcast. If you know anybody who could benefit from it, feel free to share no pressure to do so, but if you wanted to listen to it and give me any feedback, I'm open to criticism, things that you think I could make it better, but again, there's no pressure to do so. I just wanted to share this with people that I knew would celebrate the fact that I've taken this step. Here's a link to my first episode and then link to them, link them to your first thing. By the way, one thing that you'll want to make sure, make sure there's click here to subscribe links or buttons. Does that make sense to you? So if, and and I'm gonna show you what mine look like here. So if I go to, let's say the Cliff Ravenscraft show, my buttons are right here. 
Right. Uh, and and of course, it's got the RSS. And anybody knows anything about this stuff, and you may want to put up in your nav menu, you may actually want to create a link to podcasts, and 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 rather than sending them off to Simplecast, which I would not recommend that you do, you should be able to create a li- link because what you what I would encourage you to do is inside of Squarespace's blog, you can give a category um, tag to every blog post and I would just put the create a, t- a tag or a category called podcast episodes. Right. And you should be able to then have a you should be able to create a link that shows all of your podcast episodes there, you know, that way. Or create a page, just just a static page that is a description of your podcast. Maybe it's got a maybe Simple Class will have a player that shows all of your episodes. I'm not sure what Simple Class right. has as functionality, but it certainly your artwork, your description. Here's all the places you can subscribe or click here for latest episodes, and and that might be the hyperlink into that categorized list in reverse chronological order. Does all that make sense? Right. Yeah. Excellent. All right. So you're going to have an audience. So number you'll at least have me. I will be more than happy to share it with a handful of my friends. Hey, look, I, I was just working with a, somebody who is a potential client. I'm bringing through the Prosperous Coach System, and he's you know wanting to launch a podcast. If, you know, feel free to share this with me. I can send out out to some of my friends, tell them what's going on. So there's no doubt in my mind, it's not going to be an audience of one. It's you're you're looking at an audience of anywhere between probably a minimum of ten to twenty people who are going to be subscribed to your podcast by the end of this month yeah and that and that's how every audience of a thousand or ten thousand or a hundred thousand starts yeah then how often are you going to release episodes Hmm. good question i mean i think if i'm you know generally i guess i'm i mean i listen to way too many podcasts and i guess uh obviously there's a lot of long form ones now but i think it seems like 30 minutes ish is pretty still a, a sweet spot in terms of length, I don't know if you agree with that or twenty to twenty to fifty minutes has always been the perfect sweet spot for a podcast. Yeah, it's yeah it's the time you go for a walk, it's the time you do exercise, et cetera, et cetera. So the, the drive time. So let's say it takes me half an hour to record, another let's say hour to once I get my process down to get it put up and submitted and blog posts and everything else. I should be able to commit an hour and a half a week. I mean, I I, I think it, I, I'm. There's no shortage of content that's already mostly made. So, but maybe I should to to set myself up for success. Maybe I say biweekly to start. That sounds really um, good. I I like the idea yeah. of twice a month is how I rather than biweekly. I say I I'd recommend twice a month, kind of like yeah. the first and fifteenth of the month there'll be a new episode to start yeah. out with, and eventually when. By the way, um, I heard you know maybe an hour and a half, including the blog post, blah blah blah. blah. I'm going to just tell you, count on three to four, maybe five hours okay. for this first one. And then it's going to be, it, it, it'll, you'll probably be able to shave off an hour the second time. After you yeah. get about five to 10 of these things done, then you're going to be at that 90 minute. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted yeah. to give you some realistic expectations. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I meant is once yep. I have the process down and once once I understand step ABC, so... So two X per month is is what I'm writing down is is what you're looking at. That's wonderful. There we go. So then, as far as getting the word out about your podcast, this becomes you know something that you may want to consider. And the greatest thing that you could do is 
become a guest on other podcasts. Yeah. There, there is no other way that's going inc- to add subscribers to your show faster than, I mean, everything. This right here is the number way you're going to grab uh, new subscribers to your podcast is be a guest on somebody else's show, specifically where the target audience is your target audience. Right. That's much further down the road. That's once you've got a couple of episodes under your belt. That's when you're feeling pretty confident that you found your voice. Usually somewhere between five to ten episodes, it's now it's like, hey, Cliff, or somebody you could reach out to somebody else or whatever. Hey, Cliff, how do I get to become a guest on people's podcasts? What's some ideas that I yeah. can do to do that, to start getting the word and start yeah. growing this audience? Yeah. yeah. How do you feel about this overall plan right now? Yeah, it feels very manageable. I mean, I, I think it's it's um, it's years of intention turning into action. And not, I don't feel like I'm starting from zero at all because I have so much to share and so many things that I've been percolating on for far too long. So... So it feels it feels great. Is there any other limiting beliefs in your mind or emotional states? You know, because you had mentioned the fact there's part of me that feels like there's so many podcasts out there. But you you kind of get the idea. It's like, listen, though, there's there's nobody that has my voice and right. my voice is needed in this space. And that's something you felt for seven years. I read that all throughout your questionnaire. It's clear that you. it's like it's time that this gets out there. Is there yeah. any other hesitation yeah. or any little voice that's on your shoulder kind of saying things like, whoa, what's going on here? I don't like this. Anything else happening? I would say the only probably concern that I would have, and I, I don't think it would be a, a, a deal breaker at all, but I'm leading this company. I've got business partners. Hey, what's Ryan using his time for? You know, what, what's this thing? Why is he doing this? Shouldn't he be uh, looking at spreadsheets and having performance reviews. Uh, so, so, you know, the, I always tell my employees, I didn't, I didn't start a business to, you know, just work nine to five and have someone else call my shots. So I don't, you know, I, I, I feel fairly free with my time and, and I go spend time with my family when I need to do that. And, you know, I don't feel like I have to be in the office every day, but there has been some back of my mind, like, Oh, what are what are these two people in particular, my two business partners, what will they, what will they think? I think my employees will think it's interesting and probably will listen. <laughs> so yeah, that's the only thing probably that's a little bit back there. Okay. Well, let's explore that for just a minute. Have you had a conversation with your business partners about your desire or dream of creating this? Uh, I don't think so. One's, one's Danish. She's in Denmark and uh, they're very different. I mean, they're just, they're very, um, well, it's very communitarian. Like there's not a lot of sort of self-promotion or rising above. Like you, I was very, when I lived there for two years, just moved back last year and like you're in a business meeting and it's very much sort of group think. And I had to really kind of temper myself a little bit. So he, I think he would think it was kind of curiously odd, but I don't think he'd be concerned about it. Uh, and the other one, it's a little bit awkward because he's my business partner, but also he reports to me in the reporting structure. So I don't think, you know, I think as long as I'm doing my job and, and leading the company properly, I don't think he's going to have a concern, but I think I could have a conversation beforehand and let him know, Hey, this has been a passion of mine. It's not distracting me from my work, but just wanted to let you know about it. So what would you say and or feel or think if your Danish partner or this other business partner 
told you or you found out that they had launched a podcast where their desire is to be seen as a thought leader in a passion project of theirs? I would think it's great for the company. I mean, I hope I'm not being too subjective about that, but anything that we that we can do to raise our visibility, like I, I as mentioned, I joined this board of directors for the uh, national group. That's the biggest group in our industry. Um, it's there's a lot of great things happening with it. It's the most important sort of group in our industry. I've been making some moves like that in my industry, which my partners didn't know about until I told them. But but I think they've seen it as positive, right? That it, Ryan's profile is raising plus plus's profile and causing us to be more relevant in the in the room, so to speak. So I hope that's how they would see it. That's how I would look at it myself. But I'm a very much abundance mentality kind of guy. So yeah. Um, yeah. While it's in the back of your head, it's not necessarily any sort of roadblock that's going to keep this train in the station. I don't think so. No, no. Excellent. Well, if I were to shoot you an email with all of the steps and everything we've done on a scale of one to 10, how likely is it that within two weeks from now, you're going to be able to say, Cliff, let's let, let's celebrate the fact that, wow, not only do I have a podcast, I even have my first few subscribers and I'm really enjoying this process. On a scale of one to 10, how is that likely to happen if we were to have a conversation two weeks from now? I'd say a 10. Well, my friend, that was my conversation with Ryan Hamilton on October 13th, 2023. And I shared just that 45-minute clip from our 90-minute session. We went on to talk about some other things that I'm not sharing here in our podcast episode. By the way, just real quickly, I just want to let you know, when I do private one-on-one 90-minute coaching conversations, I almost never, matter of fact, this is one of the very few times, maybe two times out of hundreds of conversations, where I've asked for permission to share a portion of a private 90-minute coaching session publicly. And the only reason in this case, and it was a similar case in the past, was that he originally signed up for one of my live stream sessions, but I chose to bring it in-house private only uh, once I saw what was in his pre-coaching questionnaire. But then he's like, dude, I don't mind if you share this. And I'm like, I would love to share that first bit of our conversation because this is a demonstration of how somebody can have years of intention, seven years of intention, and how one single coaching conversation can take seven years of intention and turn it into action within seven days. In fact, seven days later, on October 20th, I wrote Ryan an email, and I said, I'm looking forward to listening to your first podcast episode this weekend. Please shoot me a link when you have it. If you've got stuck in the publishing process, let me know. I'd be delighted to help you out. And he wrote back at 5.49 a.m. I wrote that at 5.38 a.m. And he was awake. He wrote back at 5.49 a.m. Thanks for the check-in, Cliff. Episode one coming your way today. And then at 6.52, Cliff, today the tree has been planted with some content from seven years ago. It's not perfect, but I'm pretty happy with it as my first effort. Makerealstuff.com is live with email sign up. 
blog post is up on the website with links and content and embedded audio player. Podcast is live on all platforms via Simplecast. Google Podcast link seems to be the only one taking a little bit of time to go live. The final step is sharing with my network today. I have made a list of people I'll share it with and I will send that out later today. Thank you so much for helping me get the train out of the station. Look forward to talking again next week. And what I want to do is I want to play for you just a clip from his first episode. Welcome to the Make Real Stuff podcast, episode one. Make Real Stuff is the podcast that will help you take your product idea from sketchpad to store shelf. So let's get started. I'm your host, Ryan Hamilton. On today's episode, we're going to dive into several different types of products that you might create if you have an invention in mind and what categories your product idea might fall into. But first, I'd like to talk just a little bit about why I'm launching this podcast and who I am and what I think I have to share. So I've been in the consumer products industry for over 20 years since in 2003, I started as a toy sales rep. That's simply a person who calls on stores with certain lines of toys. We sold everything from stuffed animals to puzzles and games to die-cast cars. And in the same year, my wife and I decided to open our own toy store in Lakeside, Ohio. The store was called Kids on 3rd Street. We had lived in Europe, and we came back from Europe to have our first child in the summer of 2003. And we saw so many cool toys in Europe that we did not see here in the U.S. that we decided to open a little toy store to sell them. So we had toys from Germany and France and no batteries at all, all really imagination-powered toys. So that was 2003 through about 2008 or 9 that we ran that store. We also opened another store right next door called Home on 3rd Street to sell European-style home goods. And in 2007, we decided to go to the Nuremberg International Toy Fair called Spielwarenmesse. It's the largest toy show in the world. And we thought that we could combine my experience as a sales rep, the knowledge of importing and sales with our knowledge of toys and find some new products that we could bring to the U.S. market that weren't here yet. Well, there you go. His first episode was live, and I was super excited to celebrate that with him. I'm going to share with you just a very short minute or two of our second coaching session, which happened two weeks after the first session and one week after the release of the first episode. So congratulations on the successful launch of your podcast. Thank you very much. Any feedback so far? Yeah, lots. Yeah, lots of feedback from employees and friends and LinkedIn connections. And yeah, it's been much more resounding feedback than I thought. So that's great. Well, I can tell you right now, I've listened to thousands of first episodes and I don't always listen to them from beginning to end, but I did yours. (laughs) Thanks. It was it was actually very good. And I jokingly I I think I shared your post, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But uh, I said, you know, I'm, it's, it's got me thinking, maybe, maybe I'll create a physical product, I, some invention to improve the wheel somehow. Let's go. I'll be glad to help. That's awesome, man. <laughs> I loved it. I, I did. Thank you. 
I enjoy it. I mean, I feel comfortable doing it. Obviously, there's lots to improve about my technique and my rhythm and all those things. A couple pieces of feedback I got from very different people that they were excited about this idea of watching me bring a, a new product to life. Yep. And I've already got one thing that's very much in the works already uh, that I think is going to be killer. I mean, really killer. And I've got a list of potential names and I've already got a manufacturer potentially and a great story behind it. And so, yeah, I think it's going to be really fun to get feedback in real time from people. Well, there you go, my friend. That's what I wanted to share with you today, how a single coaching conversation with Ryan Hamilton took seven years of intention to taking action and turning a dream into reality within seven days. And sometimes it just, it is about what are the next steps? I just need some clarity. What are some of the next steps? I am getting stuck in my head on certain little decisions. And if you can find somebody who has been there and done and successfully achieved what it is you're looking to achieve, sometimes those people can just simply help you navigate that path and give you those concrete steps on what to do to progress further. So if you are interested in taking some of your intentions about what you've wanted to create in the world, whether you've been thinking about something for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, a couple of years, and I've worked with people who have been wanting to create something for a couple of decades, it is unfathomable what can happen in a single 90-minute one-on-one coaching conversation with me. I absolutely love what I get to do in the world. I don't say that to brag. What I say is God has given me this incredible gift to help see what somebody is looking to create. You'll remember back in that first conversation, what do we need to talk about to make this an amazing conversation? And I simply clung to the two things he said he wanted from that very opening of our time together. And that was, I need to get this train out of the station and I need some concrete steps to go from being a content intake person to somebody who is giving back and creating content with what I feel called to share in the world. That's all I knew. I just wanted to make sure that whatever happened during our 90 minutes together, that that would be his reality. Now, if you were paying attention, that all took place in 49 minutes. We still had a remainder of our 90-minute session, which turned into some pretty powerful dialogue in and of itself. And we had a full second-blown experience. And I also want to share with you, um, I made a proposal for... Ryan to join the Next Level Mastermind. He was like super excited about it. However, he chose not to join the Next Level Mastermind right now. There's some other things that are priorities financially for him and his family. And so it was not a yes for this time period in his life. And I'm totally fine with that. So many of you know that I actually build my business using what's called the Prosperous Coach Method for creating clients. What I'm doing is I'm looking for people. Are you full-time self-employed? Did you recently just sell your business for $8 million, $20 million, and now you're trying to figure out what you're gonna do next with your life? Are you finding yourself a little bit struggling with, oh my gosh, who am I now that I don't own this business that I started 30 years ago? 
I help clients like that. That's one of my target audience, people who are successfully sold and exited and retired or whatever the case may be, and they're trying to figure out what do I do next with my life? What do I want to create next? How do I stay connected to my purpose? And how do I find fulfillment? I have all the financial stuff under control, but I just don't know what to do with my life. That's one of my target audiences. But then there are those who are in full-time self-employed lifestyle. They're loving the work that they do, but they're still navigating the ups and downs. They're feeling alone in their decision-making process. I work with those individuals. The Next Level Mastermind is a perfect fit for those folks. Then there's the aspiring entrepreneur or the early stage entrepreneur, whether you're just getting something off the ground or you've validated your product and service, but you're not seeing consistent income yet. It's amazing what can happen in a single 90-minute conversation, helping you see some things from another perspective. This is what I do. So I, I reach out, I look for people who are on this journey, and I don't only work with people on, on business stuff, but... I connect with people, I ask them all sorts of questions, and once I start to get something out of the dialogue that indicates this person might be somebody who could benefit from the type of coaching I do, or from my next level mastermind, or any of my other workshops, or live events and products and services, I then invite them into a 90-minute full-blown like 100% experience. You don't get anything held back of what it's like to have me as a coach. I coach you as much as the highest paid client has ever coached me. And then at the end of that call, I make sure that you've got a list of insights that came out of our conversation and you will have clarity on the next one, two or three actions and maybe more that you are going to take after you leave our conversation. Now, sometimes if I feel and discern that this person is very likely to be a paid client, I will then invite them to a second complimentary coaching session, still with no strings attached, no expectation, no obligation you will ever become a paid client, and I follow up with them. Hey, what were the results? How did things go with all those actions you said you were going to take? And if you completed them and they went great, we'll celebrate that. If you attempted them but results weren't as enticing or desirable as you desired, we can evaluate those and change the approach. We could talk about anything else you want to talk about. But during this second conversation, I make sure that there are more valuable insights and clarity about what the next two, three, or four steps to take are. And then only if I feel like that person could benefit from an ongoing coaching relationship or the Next Level Mastermind membership or some other event or product that I have, I'll make a proposal. And it simply sounds like this, and I'm sharing all of this with you because if I want to, if you're on the fence about reaching out to apply for the Next Level Mastermind, or if you're on the fence about reaching out and applying to coach with me, I want to share with you what this is like because it's just real authentic and it's, it is so non-pushy, non-salesy. What I do is at the second call near the end with about 20, 25 minutes left, I ask you what insight you have, what's one, two, or three insights you've gotten out of our call today. Great. What Based upon those insights, what's one, two, or three actions you know you need to take over the next two weeks? I write those down. 
And then I said, awesome, we've got about 20 minutes left in our conversation here today. Now, I wanna remind you that the call we had two weeks ago and the call that we are having here today are my gift to you, no strings attached, no expectation, no obligation. You'll ever pay me a single penny for any coaching that I do or any other product or service that I offer. Do you do you understand that? And they'll say, yes, great. I just need you to keep that in mind. I'm gonna ask you one question. It's a yes or no question. And I totally find if the answer is no. Here's the question. Would you be interested in having a conversation right now about what it would look like for you and I to have an ongoing paid coaching relationship, to continue the momentum of what we've been building over these past two weeks. And again, I'm totally fine if the answer is no. Almost everyone, with the exception of maybe one or two people out of nearly, well, more than 200 people, only two people have said, no, I'm not interested in that, having that conversation. I'm like, great, would you be willing to at least commit to sending me an email in two weeks and let me know how those results went? You're not expected to, there's no pressure to do so, but would you be willing to email me and I'd love to celebrate your success? And they say, yes, that would be great. But most everyone else says yes, so I'm willing to have the conversation about what it would look like for you and I to have an ongoing paid relationship. And then I propose to them, whether it's the Next Level Mastermind, my one-on-one coaching, or one of my online workshops with some coaching attached to it, all sorts of different things that I have to offer. And then I say, what do you think? This, I think this is what would be the best logical next step for you and I moving forward. Would this be interesting to you? And, or would this be valuable to you? Would, the, would you like to pursue this? And here's what I love about the Prosperous Coach Method, and I've been doing it since July of 2019, 52% of the people I propose to say yes, and 48% say no. It's perfectly fine. Even this conversation with Ryan turned out to be a no, and most of those actually turn out to be what we call a no for now. I continue to nurture those relationships. I continue to touch base and check in and see how those people are doing. And many of those people either refer other people to me to bring through this process, which 52% of those people say yes if they make it all the way to proposal. And sometimes these people actually come back a couple of months later and say, you know what, I'm getting stuck again and I got so much value from working with you. I think I'm ready to move forward. I'd like to join that mastermind group or I'd love to sign up for one-on-one if you still have an open slot for me. So this is my process and I share all of this with you to say, hey, are you full-time self-employed? Are you a business owner? And have you been thinking about the Next Level Mastermind? If not, check out nextlevelmastermind.info.info, not .com, nextlevelmastermind.info, and read all the things there. If you're thinking about it, go ahead and sign up because you're not instantly gonna get billed or anything of that nature. You're gonna fill out an application, and then you're gonna have a 90-minute, one-on-one, complimentary coaching experience with me. And chances are, if you're a good fit, you'll be invited to a second 90-minute coaching experience with me. Both of those, 
complimentary, no strings attached, no expectation and no obligation. That's right, three hours of my best coaching that I could possibly give to you for free with no obligation for you to buy anything or to sign up for anything. That's what would happen if you sign up for the Next Level Mastermind. I do this mainly to make sure that you're a great fit for what we've got going on in the Next Level Mastermind. And, and to make sure it's a good fit for where you are in the journey. And if not, by the way, I might actually propose one-on-one instead to get you there. And of course, the same process I use for my one-on-one coaching. So if you apply for coaching with me, it's not like, oh my gosh, I've applied. How much is this going to cost me? It didn't say anything. Well, if you go to cliffravenscraft.com and fill out your co- the coaching application for one-on-one there on the website, basically, you're going to go through the same exact process. Three hours of one-on-one incredibly powerful coaching, not like any other coaching you've ever experienced in your life. I promise you that. So if you've been thinking about working with me and you like the idea of working with me, if you're full-time self-employed, if you've just sold a business for and exited uh, with millions of dollars of 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 walk away money and you're trying to figure out what to do next, if you've just retired from an incredibly successful 30 or 40 year career in corporate, or if you are an aspiring entrepreneur, an early stage entrepreneur, this is my target audience. If you are that, you can skip my website altogether. Just email me, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com and just put coaching in the subject line, and write me one or two lines about the fact that you listen to my podcast, you're interested in a complimentary coaching session with me, and here's who I am and what I've got going on. It can be no more than two or three sentences, and then what I will do is I will probably ask you a couple of questions, I will send you a pre-coaching questionnaire, and we'll get the ball rolling. That's it. Until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. And I can't wait for the potential of serving you in the most powerful way in a complimentary 90-minute one-on-one coaching experience with me. Mindset and surround.